0: Hi, everybody. I'm Tash.
1: And I'm Damo.
0: And together we are thrilled to bring you this week's episode and the final episode for the the year of
1: The Barry Chronicles. Chronicles. Welcome to The Barry Chronicles, our Christmas edition. Can you believe
0: that we are already here?
1: What a year.
0: What a year it has been. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. I... Uh, I don't think that at the start of 2023 we had any idea just what we were in for.
1: No, not at all. It was like the podcast has been something that we've talked about for a long time. It has. Um, and just the whole process of getting to where we are now has just been such a roller coaster.
0: It it really has, Damo. You know, I... I can remember thinking about doing this, but being determined that getting in front of a camera, talking on a camera is probably something that we just would never be willing to do. Yeah. And yet we faced our fears and did it anyway.
1: Learned a lot of things along the way. Learned a lot
0: of things. got the opportunity to wear fabulous christmas attire?
1: Yes. My my christmas shirt. I think <laughs> I everyone it. needs an ugly christmas shirt.
0: I agree and, you know, like questionable christmas sweaters as well. Mm. Actually, can we just say that today is one of those unseasonably cold days in Geelong? Yes. So the wind is whistling, the rain is raining. And it's giving those winter vibes, even though it is w- summer, it's yes. summertime. Australia can be a strange, strange
1: place. Which is really nice. The, the The only thing that would have made it better would have been a cup of Steve's eggnog. eggnog. Yeah, agreed. But, but we drank that the
0: other night. We did. Now yep. we have coffee.
1: <laughs> so that's all good. You know, one of the things that I, I was so... Excited about uh, this year was talking to Professor Wendy Brown.
0: Oh, look, um, an absolute highlight! That was that was such a wonderful experience. I am so thankful to Professor Wendy for being willing to give up her time, and just the whole process of going in there, even
1: yeah, how yeah.
0: how fantastic was that? And, and how
1: far we've we've come in that that. I would never have been game do that even a year ago
0: Oh I, I completely agree with you. Um, I still very much was feeling quite um, you know quite intimidated in certain circumstances and situations but the wonderful thing that I've learned over this last year is that the incredible professionals that Sit within the bariatric space really are caring and
1: kind humans yeah, and that that's a real theme that I've noticed is that so many people uh, the the surgeons, the dietitians, it's not just about making a dollar. Yeah, um, which you know at one point I used to think that's why they did it. yeah um,
0: it's about making a difference, yeah. And I love that. I've, I've really come to love that. Stop waving that stylus at me.
1: Oh. He's got
0: he's got a stylus in his hand.
1: Yes. And it looks odd. It controls my camera.
0: Camera. Yes, okay. I know. I know that.
1: I'll stop playing with it.
0: But do they know that? No. So it just looks but like... But it is only
1: a stylus I'm it playing with. It just looks with. like
0: you're waving some... His magical little magic wand. Yes. Anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, Dr. Aram, how amazing yep. was was Dr. Aram?
0: Yep, I totally agree. Such such an incredible human, just insightful and really kind and generous in the way
1: that he shared. Mm. And such a holistic approach yep. to the way he does the surgeries and, and Agreed. the treatment, that the aftercare that his patients get. It really inspired me that you know it's not just about the surgery.
0: Yeah, I love that about I love that about Dr. Arun and um, just the way that the way that he was able to share and the stories that he shared, I think yeah, really touched my heart, and I'm just so thankful. That, that we've had the opportunity that we've had this year to be able to to talk to people like like Dr. Arum, who yeah. you know, just sometimes, and I don't I don't know about about everybody that's listening, but sometimes we can definitely um, have that that little bit of of I don't know um, like maybe even sort of a bit of a God complex about about surgeons or, you know, yeah. like they're, they're on that pedestal. And, um, of course, they're, they're, they're wonderful, they're very well-learned people, but I just love it when they share their, their stories and their heart. Yeah. And Dr Arun is just so good at doing that. So I really got so much out of being able to talk to him. That was a very awesome episode, yeah. if you haven't listened to it. Go do that.
1: And we were so blessed with the professionals that we've spoken to that when you talk to them outside of a a clinical setting. Mm. They're very down to earth. Yeah, they really are. A lot of them are shocked to hear that we've put them on pedestals.
0: Yeah. Because
1: because they don't see themselves like that. They
0: don't yeah. They they don't have themselves on those pedestals.
1: It's just what they're doing a job. Yeah. And yep. so I think that was really good to see. And it's so nice to, to hear them talk about their lives outside of a clinical setting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, but, but you know what? And, you know, like we've, we've got a list here of all of the incredible people that have shared on the Barry Chronicles this year. We are so thankful for each and every person that has shared. And we'll, we will continue going through the list and we are very grateful. But some of the, some of the most wonderful times, I think, for me this year have been um, found in our personal growth as we've shared our own stories,
1: yeah. as
0: we've uh, unpacked things that we've learned along the way. You know, you're, you're 10 years post-op, mm. I'm five and a half years post-op. And our journeys have have been definitely a windy road at times.
1: Yeah. But I'm so
0: thankful for where we are right now and for where things are sitting today.
1: Yeah. I mean I didn't even know whether I would still be sitting here in you know, back in April, May of this year when you know ended up in hospital and, and Yeah.
0: When you when you were so very unwell. I mean it's, it's certainly been a challenging time.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, but... And to be able to keep the podcast going, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been challenging, but I think it's also given me something to, to keep me going.
0: Aim towards, look forward to. And thankfully today we can give a... Or if you're wanting to share that demo, you can give a good update about yeah. where things are sitting...
1: Yeah, so I uh, I was finally able to get into see an endocrinologist, uh, awesome. which was fantastic because um, I've been having some huge oh. swings with my blood sugar levels and and it's been a bit scary, especially standing in in queue at Sydney Airport waiting to get on a flight and suddenly I'm nearly passing out. Yeah,
0: that that, that wasn't great, um, but very thankful for your blood sugar monitor that yes, you now have. Yeah,
1: so had wonderful. a I did a trial with a continuous glucose monitor. So just a little device that sits in your arm and they're so cool now that they just send the the uh, the updates straight to your phone. Yeah, it's and been really yeah, very good. it was great. I was able to see what my blood sugar was doing constantly. And you know, we were able to sort of adjust to what was going on. Mm. And being able to give that to my new endocrinologist, he he actually sat there with my phone going through everything so he could see what was going on. Yep. And we we're actually able I was able to come off one of the insurance that I'm on
0: That's so um, exciting. Congratulations.
1: Which was great. Yeah. I I just because The the insulin is known to cause weight gain and and different things. I know
0: you'd been struggling with that.
1: Yeah. Mentally, that was really affecting me because I didn't want to take it because I knew it could cause weight gain, but I needed it. Yeah. Uh, But with how good my control has been, I've been able to go back to just a bigger tablet. That's awesome. Um, And... The plan is to get me off the long-acting insulin as well as get me off one of the other tablets that I'm on. So his hope is that I'll only need one tablet a day.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing? To
1: keep it under control, which is just incredible. He he actually said, it was funny because it was something that we'd discussed way back when it all began, but he actually said that, you know, they can't tell whether... It was the infection driving the blood sugar levels, yep. or yeah, or a combination of both. Mm. And now that you know, it's all sort of starting to even out. Um, I'm actually not as not in as bad a position as what I thought I was.
0: Yeah, which is, that's very very exciting. And I know that you were you were thinking maybe. Even just a month ago, that you might be looking at another surgery, yeah, because that's what had been suggested to you as a potential option. So, where are things sitting with that? So
1: it's it's still something that is in my mind um, because I've still got the reflux. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I if I was only doing it for the blood sugar, then I wouldn't worry about it because it seems to be under control. Very exciting uh, that I'm just able to, uh, you know, move on from the diabetes thing. Um,
0: And, you know, think about what you're wanting to do in terms of your reflux.
1: Yeah, if yeah. and
0: when or as you decide that you want to,
1: yeah, do something. Hey? So he, um, the endocrinologist, said that he'd like me to wait, you know, three or four months, uh, yeah. and just let things settle down, okay. and we'll see where we're at then.
0: I think that that's wise as well. I mean, with diabetes, obviously, there's the healing issues, aren't there? Yeah, you know, so you want to make sure that everything is really well.
1: Yeah, I want to make controlled. sure I'm as healthy as I possibly yep, can absolutely. be if I'm going to go down that path.
0: Yeah, I think that that's very exciting. I'm really, really happy for you, Damo, on, on that front.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you've had a couple of setbacks this year, which has just been massive, mm. uh, most recently with your knee. Yeah.
0: Yes, my knee. I... Um I injured my knee and ended up having surgery on my knee and I was really fortunate in that I've had a very good recovery in terms of like my range of motion and all of those things like well above or ahead of where someone would normally be, you know, for, for my for my number of weeks post-op and I'm very thankful for all of that. Um, but, you know, during that process, it's it's thrown up a few little red herrings along the way. Um, I'm waiting for an appointment with a haematologist at the moment to have testing for rare bleeding disorders. Uh, wow. Because I did bleed after that surgery, which is apparently very unusual. Um, and I've got a long history of weird strange bleeding so anyway we'll we'll fall off that bridge when we come to it but most recently mm. I was at I was doing physio and um, clearly it was a bit much and I ended up back in hospital on Saturday so that wasn't great no um, I had an MRI on Monday and I'm waiting to see my surgeon again tomorrow so hopefully I haven't done anything more to my knee but i was only doing exactly as i'd been asked to do so that was very frustrating but yes it will be okay
1: merry christmas
0: merry christmas (laughs) and a happy new year (laughs) so speaking of christmas
1: yes coming up to we are that time
0: we are coming up to that time of the year
1: what what's your favorite christmas recipe favorite it's hard wow. because there's so many, isn't there?
0: So in in our family, Christmas is a huge deal.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, we're talking massive. Yeah. Like growing up, our dad would turn our lounge room into a walk-in Christmas tree. We're yeah. like next magical next what? level. Yeah, you know. We were incredibly fortunate. Mm, mm. And I don't really think that we fully understood just how fortunate and how lucky we were um, growing up with with the parents that we had. But very grateful for the amazing, magical Mm. Christmas
1: memories. And very creative too. Yeah. Looking back to to have the whole lounge room looking like...
0: As a a Christmas Christmas tree. tree. Yeah.
1: Like we're talking tree trunks up yeah
0: tree trunks in corners the corners of the wall and,
1: and then green shade cloth from the ceiling with all the christmas and decorations and like leaves and,
0: and yeah amazing and, amazing know, the
1: one year we had the cat remember and they
0: yes they they up climbed into up the into it
1: tree
0: just you know. just amazing um, but so christmas decorating was always a big big deal but the food oh my gosh the food so Yes. Uh, favorite Christmas recipe for me would 100% be my, uh, probably my pumpkin, my sweet potato crumble.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: I think that, that that is probably my personal favorite.
1: Yep.
0: And I remember when I realized that I could freeze it and have it cold, like mind blown. Um,
1: well, that just prolongs the Pro- enjoyment. Yeah, prolong
0: the wonderfulness of it. Yeah. How about you, Damo? Favourite Christmas recipe?
1: So, I think my favourite would be actually going back to our Christmas Eve tradition yep. of sausage and cheese garland. Yes. Mum would make that when we were just little kids. Yep, she did. And I did don't believe I've actually had a Christmas where I haven't had... Without it, yeah. ...sausage and cheese garland. Um,
0: I agree. It is in the Woman's Day Christmas recipe book. Yes. From, you know, way back. It's a white cover and mum always made that. And that that tradition actually began when I was six years old and... Our auntie, who who has long since passed, and I used to... Well, every year from when I was six, we decided that we were going to have a tradition, we were going to do a Christmas Eve party. Yes. And we would stuff lollies and all sorts of things in drawers for months before um, just to make sure that we weren't bringing all of that into the house at once because even back in those days... We were sort of bigger children, and yes. we weren't allowed to not 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 allowed, but you know, we, we were trying to limit sugar and junk food and all of those kinds of you know labeling things. things. As you know, because that's that that was the level of our knowledge and experience back then. Anyway, there were Jersey caramels and. Jaffers and all kinds of things in the drawer yes. in Pop's yep. study and we we had all all the things in there and then um one of our other aunties she would make snowballs which were just the most incredible things ever and we would have the sausage and cheese garland and listen to the christmas carols yeah the the my music bowl christmas carols and that was like just one of the best and most incredible
1: yeah. recipes.
0: The and whole remember sausage, cheese, garland thing.
1: Nan would make her uh, Christmas pudding, and she'd put coins.
0: Yes, she'd wrap them in alfoil our our and, and, and put coins put in there. Coins
1: in there, so you know you'd always get a surprise with a yep. with a coin in your pudding, which went back to their childhood um, when. Her parents would yeah, would do that. And so. I,
0: I also vividly remember having plums, the sugar plums, um, because that was, again, a, a hark back to um, both Nan and our aunties' childhoods. Yes. As something they that, that they used to plums get. Plums
1: in their Christmas stocking.
0: They did. They did. So. Very, very special, amazing memories. Um, yeah, I think... I think back to all of those different things that sort of said Christmas to me. And and a lot of them revolved around things that, that we didn't have the rest of the time. Yes. Definitely chocolate-covered anything. Chocolate-covered almonds are still a favourite of mine.
1: Yes. Yeah, I love the chocolate-covered um, sultanas.
0: Yes. Yep. So they're, they're probably, you know, the things that... Um,
1: that I still and even after weight loss like. surgery I still enjoy those things but yeah you know I don't need to sit there eating the whole jar
0: yeah like um, I like I once would have yes yeah
1: so, 100% you know, it's nice to be able to still continue those traditions yeah and just enjoying life
0: yeah 100% I can say without a shadow of a doubt that if I tried to remove any one of the Christmas recipes or traditions, my kids would, would melt down. It would not be good. I mean, even this wall hanging behind us, I actually uh, did that the first year that Stephen and I were married. So that wall hanging is now 28 years old and it has featured every Christmas. So, uh, yeah.
1: So, it's literally been all over Australia. It has.
0: It's been all over Australia with us and undoubtedly it will always be with us.
1: Yes. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I think it's great that uh, your boys have the traditions that. That they're used to and things that make it Christmas for them. Yeah. Uh, just like our daughter does, and and our other sisters, boys, yeah. they have theirs, and and they're also similar that we're able to incorporate it all, incorporate everything, you know, into a family meal. Yeah,
0: into into that Christmas meal, which it which is what it, it is what we do. We understand that Christmas can be a challenging time. We we really do get it. Um, cool we've had we've had some doozy Christmases over the years as well yes we have um but thankfully things are really really peaceful these days which is just so beautiful and we just have so much like just so much love and respect for one another in in our traditions and the way that we Mm. that we go about that day
1: and being able to just spend time together yeah I think that's yep it's very important as I get older it's such an important part for me is just cherishing the moments yeah. with the people that I love. Yeah, 100%. And, I agree with you. You know, that, that's what matters. Mm.
0: I, th- I think that so if, if you're coming into your first Christmas post-weight loss surgery, it can be a really intimidating yeah. and challenging time. I vividly remember mine. I can remember everything about it and I found it just so daunting Uh, I didn't want to put anybody out. I knew I was going to be eating so much less. It was, I was just consumed with a lot of anxiety over the whole process. Mm. It was, you know, something that I found very, very challenging at that time. But what I've come to realise is that it is about those moments. Mm. It is about just enjoying what you can, uh, finding some food options that are going to be great for you and... Not allowing that to be something that prevents you from enjoying the people that you're with.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because if we're, if our family knows or if, if the people that we're with are aware of our surgery, then really it's, it's very easy. If they're not, and I also respect and understand that, that you know, sometimes it's just easier not to yeah, share. Definitely. Um That Then there are ways around that as well. And one of, the, one of the best ones that I've found it, when I'm in situations where I don't feel like disclosing my medical um, reasons behind, you know, a modified smaller diet, um, that's when buffet-style eating is just fabulous, where you can be up and mingling and you've got your plate and you just move the food around the plate a bit. You don't have to load it up, but, you know, just move the food around and it. No, nobody thinks anything of it. And then, you know, I can just eat those small bits that I would have and then just discard the rest. And while I am mindful of wastage, in some situations, it's just easier to have a little bit of waste. Definitely. Rather than... Um, have to explain. Yeah, than explaining things. Yeah. So that's that's just my hot tip for what it's worth. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's great. Yeah. So looking to the new year. mm it always excites me because we've, for a long time, we've always sort of planned going forward. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think if if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to know when you get there.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Um, <laughs> and while we might not always exactly hit our targets, yeah. at least we can aim in the right direction. Yeah. So... The podcast. Mm. I'm really excited. I'm we've we're, so we've excited. already we're already booking in um, professionals and some of our lived experience uh, friends and and members from BSA yeah. and it's it's those moments even with them that. I think I love the most is, is our lived experience members
0: and talking to,
1: to them and, and seeing the victories, but also being able to share in the, in the sadder times.
0: Yeah. In those challenging times, it was, it was just, it was just last night when we were speaking in our admin chat about you know just life and and things you know there are there are people that are are in our our admin chat for our Facebook group so there are people that are in our admin chat that have been such a wonderful support strength um just incredible friends to me and there's one particular person there. I, I, I mean, I, I know that you have met her in person, but I haven't yet. Yeah. You know, one of my one of my goals uh, for the next three months is to actually get to hug her face to face. There's there's just some really wonderful, exciting things that come when when us bariatric folks get together. Yeah. When we. Um, when we support each other, because honestly, our situations, while, you know, while our individual situations are different, we all have that common understanding of what it's like to have been in a bigger body and how it feels when, when we're suddenly doing life with all of the new challenges that come from, from having lost some weight.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Especially when there are people uh, like some of our admin team that they've been there pretty much from the start of our journey, yeah, and you know it's they, they've walked it with us,
0: yeah, they have you know they know the good, the bad, the ugly, and you know have seen me when when my world was just crashing down,
1: yeah and yeah so I, I think it's i think it's really exciting i'm looking forward to to meeting up with one of our other admin yes uh, on the gold coast um, and yeah, that's, that's going to be, gonna be some... fantastic because then i will have met our entire admin yeah, team yeah the entire then, admin team which which is, which is wonderful. amazing when we're all in different states and and all over the place so you know it's it's really brought us together
0: yeah so that's some I suppose where where I see us going in the next 12 months I'm so excited like you said for all of those exciting um podcast moments I'm so excited for for the new the new friends that we're going to make yeah I'm so excited for that I'm so excited for uh the next the next steps and, you know, for the exciting things that we have in the pipeline, um, it's just a really, really wonderful end to this year, which has been a challenging year. But I'm looking forward to 2024 with, with hope in my heart mm. that things mm. are going to be, and I'm hoping, just a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been great. It really I- has it I really, has really wouldn't change anything that you know
0: no me either i mean let's let, let's look at, at some of our other episodes that we've that we've just absolutely loved
1: yeah so our first uh, with tiffany peter from obesity collective
0: the work that the work that the obesity collective is doing in this country to change the narrative around around discussions about obesity is absolutely vital.
1: Yeah, and and Andrew from the Weight Issues Network. Yes, um, we know. met
0: him in Sydney. He's just such a wonderful human being. Uh, if you if you don't know about those organisations, we will drop the links into into the bio.
1: Yeah, definitely. Of this
0: podcast, really truly go and and give them a follow give them some support because that's really I think something that has come out of this year it's something that I'm that I'm incredibly passionate about and I know you are too Damo is that we would see everybody treated as equal
1: and I think that's what I love about these two organizations is that it's not all about weight loss surgery but it's about accepting people as they are and advocating for a holistic approach to their care and getting rid of that bias that still exists in in most areas of our lives yes you know just because we're living in a bigger body We're suffering from, you know, from the disease disease of obesity, obesity doesn't make us less of a person.
0: That's right. Than
1: anyone else.
0: And and if if anything has come out of 2023 for me, it is that I will spend the rest of my life advocating for that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Um, Now, these two people that (laughs) we're going to talk about next. Justine and Justine Sally. and Sally. Sally and Justine.
0: Nutrition for weight loss surgery. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> these two ladies, these They're incredible, two amazing incredible people. people, dietitians that are actually advocating for us. Yep. As as people living in bigger bodies. Living in smaller bodies. Living in smaller bodies. Just for good health. Just people living. Yeah. And they are actually out there advocating to see us live our best lives. Yeah.
0: Fabulous resources.
1: Yeah, the books are just incredible. Yeah, they are. Um, And and the elevate program the elevate program's wonderful. is is amazing if you want to have a look at that we'll drop that link in the bio as well yeah uh, there is so much information and resources out there
0: again go if you're if you're not following nutrition for weight loss surgery on your social media accounts then you really are missing out it's f- absolutely fabulous yeah. so go and drop them a follow very, yeah. very, very good idea to do that.
1: Yeah. And and I'm looking forward to continuing working with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, it's like a little window into episode number one of next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. It's so exciting. Yes, you do. Uh, our next guest was Dr. Callista. <laughs> oh,
0: Dr. Callista, just... Well, wow. An absolutely incredible and inspiring, passionate surgeon. And I, I well, we had the privilege of um, sitting with her, some of her team yeah. at, a, at a recent event that we were at and just can say from the bottom of our hearts that they are just genuinely amazing and caring people. And if you are in Canberra... Yeah. ..then I would 100% give... ..you know, give them a call. Yeah. If you're considering surgery...
1: Or even revision. ..or revision
0: surgery. And, you know, that's... Um, it's it's one of those things, I suppose, within the weight loss surgery world that that is an issue and it's really hard to talk about it. I often... Um, see questions come up on BSA things like you know if you've regained weight at what point did you decide to go and and have revision surgery and things like that and it's it's quite difficult because often those questions might only have one or two replies and and the reasons behind that I think are often that there is just so much shame that can be associated with yes. with that yes. with that particular because
1: topic. People feel like because I had to have a revision, I failed. Uh, and,
0: and that's that's simply not the case. It's just it's simply not the case. The disease of obesity is something that that we live with yeah. for our lives. Yes. And we will continue to need to have that monitored and potentially treated in the future. So Dr. Callista is a surgeon that is passionate about weight weight loss surgery options, but also about revision surgery. And, uh, yeah, that's that's really quite a wonderful blend, I think.
1: It is. And then we have Dr. George Valaos.
0: Dr. George
1: I, I really enjoyed that podcast. Me too. He um is very down to earth. He is. Uh, very real. Yeah. Isn't afraid to explain what he does and why he does it. Yeah. And I really admire that. Yeah, in, me too. In a surgeon.
0: I mean, we, we have both laughed because I can tend to be... There, there are a couple of topics that, that I'm quite blunt about, and Dr. George was so gracious in being able to explain some things to me that I hadn't considered, which I, which I really did appreciate, and I think that um, that if we just keep, if we keep our hearts. In a position where we're open to learning then it's just so inspiring to be able to talk to people like like dr george yeah
1: yeah because he's
0: an and, expert and
1: in his field you know we've been we've been doing we've been running a support group for uh, five, five years. years now and we learnt new things
0: yeah we did we and
1: really did. Which I was, was so grateful for that because yeah. I've been able to take that information and actually give it to some of our members who have asked questions, yeah. so that they can make a better informed decision. Yes,
0: yeah, it's very, very important. It's really important that we, that we, um, like I said, that that we just keep our keep our hearts in a position where we're always open to learn. Yeah,
1: definitely. Now let's. Um, Jump over to Emily. Emily, our <laughs> sex therapist.
0: Oh, gosh. Emily, the sexologist. She was incredible,
1: she wasn't was. she? She was.
0: I, I just absolutely loved speaking with Emily and I loved all of the information. I think that, that the topic of sex and sex post-weight loss surgery... Is something that we really do need to talk more about because there there is a lot of stigma associated with uh, with bigger bodies and then you add loose skin, yeah. you add hormonal fluctuations and all of those things. What what I loved about Emily's session with us was just how practical she was and I really hope that we get to speak with Emily again. I think that, that it was just so worthwhile.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Do you agree? Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to our next one. And, and, you know, it's it's a little bit naughty. It's a little bit yeah. risque. And, yeah, I think we can... We can go even deeper with that. Well, you know, it's one of those things,
0: I guess, because, and I, again, I didn't realise that we grew up in a very progressive household. Yes, yes. Like 100%, we grew up with very open dialogue about all things, like really, really open dialogue. Um, so a lot of hang-ups that I probably could have had I didn't have mm. because of, of the way that, that we grew up. Yeah. So I'm very I'm thankful. Thanks, Mum and Dad. Well done. Yeah, good job. Um, but, yeah, just, just talking with, with Emily was very, very eye-opening. Yeah.
1: I did I mean, even giggle.
0: No, you didn't. Well done. But, I was proud of myself. Yeah. I
1: thought I'm gonna spend this whole time giggling like a little schoolboy. But but she didn't But I didn't proud. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie. Ellie L. Ellie had surgery when she was under twenty one years old. Yeah. I I from memory she was seventeen yeah. when she had her weight loss surgery. Amazing. And What an inspiring story that was! Yeah, uh, to see someone so young and yeah, just taking charge, being able to take her life back. Yeah, and
0: and I love that.
1: Yeah, the the things that she's doing now and and advocating for young people and you know working with parents on how to talk to their young people who are suffering from obesity. Was really inspiring. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, if you haven't um, checked out Ellie's story, it's it's there and it's so worth listening to. Yep,
0: absolutely.